It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. Bienvenue dans le rendez-vous. C'est Simon. Uh, that's the only French we're going to speak on the show. But then you know uh, where I'm from, uh, Paris. It's a show about love and relationships. If it's the first time you're joining the show, bonjour. And I, I want to say one thing. I, I tried to answer most voicemail. Uh, I got a, a DM saying, you know, somebody haven't answered my voicemail yet. I apologize that we do as much as we can every show, uh, little by little. So be patient, stand by. And uh, it's actually my producer, Jill, who selects uh, all our voicemail one by one by one. So uh, patience is a important part in, of a relationship too. And I think it's, it's necessary. So uh, we'll talk about patience more over the show. Uh, you call the next. Bonjour, Katia. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Katia. What's up? So I have been dating in the dating world, I guess you could say, for about the past five years or so. And mm-hmm. um, so I'll, I'll always find these matches, and they'll be these really, really great guys. So, like, you know, they'll text all the time. Um, we'll have great conversations. They have a good job and all those things. So they're really great matches. And then... It's just like I'm not really attracted to them. So I'll like obviously go on more dates to see if I develop a, a spark, but I'm not necessarily attracted to them. So what I, okay. what I want to know from you is if I should be making attraction more of a priority. I just feel like every time I go out with somebody that I, you know, my heart races for, like it just always kind of falls flat as well. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what to do here. I don't know if I should be making attraction more important. Well, do you want a relationship or do you want a friendship? I, well, I want a relationship. <laughs> well, the relationship is based on you know the romance and the ooh-la-la. That's what separates the feelings of friendship, where you love the person as a friend, the company, the talk conversation, maybe going golfing, hiking. The difference is, if you don't feel the ooh attraction, then you should not force it. You have to go on with the next person. There's nothing you can do about it. It's either there or not there. And it goes about the kiss. So here's, you know, Katya, you meet a guy, and pretty quickly you say, oh, I would love to kiss this guy in your mind. Or you'll say, no. That's what I mean. So if you don't feel that, don't insist. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I just feel like every time I meet somebody that's, a really attra- that I find really attractive, it just kind of like you know they turn out to be dating three other people or something. So well, listen, this is supply and demand. The more attractive is the most demand. Simply, you know, but everybody <laughs> exactly. has a different sense of attraction. So a guy is attracted by you, and another one will not. You will be attracted by that person. And so what I mean is that yes, more or less, the more attractive, the more demand. But listen, I'm sure you're attractive too. You're charming. You go for it. It's not so much about the physical part. It's about the ulala part. It's about the right. chemically attraction. And that is not just a look. It's also a confidence, a, a, a suave feeling, a charming feeling. So I said, don't worry about it. Just keep on dating until you feel, wow. And if this guy doesn't want you, he's lost. On to the next. <laughs> All right. That does sound more fun. You gotta have fun. Life is too short to be boring and bored. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, as long as I have your blessing, you I'll do hundred percent. Wild and savage. You want to feel wild and savage. <laughs> all right, Katya. Right, thank you for calling. Merci. Thanks, Simon. Take a good look 
at your private life. Would you describe it as wild and savage or boring and you're bored? We'll talk about that next. So if you take a good look at your actual love life with your partner, would you describe the ooh-la-la and the attraction as wild and savage or, or boring and you're bored? I know it's a, it's a strange question, but I've heard so many times, friends of mine, neighbors, cousins, this and that, how the ooh-la-la went from wild and savage outside, upstairs, downstairs, in the basement, in the car, in the mountains, by the ocean, by the lake, uh, you know, whatever the situation was, to no, once in a while, bedroom, same thing, five minutes. And I would like to really remind you something very important, a life lesson, something none of us should ever forget, something I sometimes forget and I shouldn't. Stay with me. This is coming up next. So if you look at your ooh-la-la life, is it wild and savage or boring? Just think about this in your head. And the life lesson I've learned, and I don't want you to do like me, I want you to do better than me. That's why I do this show every night is that if we give up on the ooh-la-la being wild and savage or romantic, but just not the same all the time, and be you know, exploring like we did when we were 20 years old, 25, you remember? I mean, I still remember, and I still kind of feel like that. You know, you want to, to be wild and savage, go into the wild, and up, ooh-la-la in the nature, discreetly, privately. So my point is this. We have one life. We are not coming back, at least as the form we are, Therefore, please respect the universe. If there is no spark, if there is no fire, it's not wild and savage, at least once in a while, forget about it. That's what I got to say. Life is too short to be bored to death in the ooh department. Cause are next. Any questions about your relationship, call me now, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Sharon. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Sharon. What's up? Um, well, I was dating this guy for a while, like about mm, two months maybe, and we're in the same industry, and I don't like to date people in my industry, but this time I really liked this guy a lot, and it was going really well. And then right before my birthday, we went out on another date, and then that week he just ghosted me, like completely just oh. disappeared. And I know I'm going to run into him, and I'm I'm mad, but I'm also like, what do I do when I run into him? Because eventually I will. And so I don't know yeah. if I should, you know, say something. I wish he would just, you know, have said, hey, this isn't working or whatever. Um, yeah. Before I answer, how did that make you feel when he ghosted on you? I was just angry because it was it was going really, really well. Um, we had so much fun and we talked all the time. And then, yeah, I, I just, I'm bewildered, like... I, mm-hmm. I don't really understand, and I, I like it when people just are up front and just tell me, like, "Hey, I'm not feeling sure this or whatever." Okay, so uh, yeah, those ghosting. So here's my strategy for you: when you meet him, don't talk to him unless he talks first. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. if he says hi, you say hi. Don't ask any questions about the ghosting. You know, you are in the distance uh, to protect your dignity. Uh, you may still like him, you still be attracted to him, but remember what he did once, he will do again. So if you can, avoid 
to go back there. Even if there's a night, a couple of drinks, whatever. Just remember, what has happened once will happen again. So mm-hmm. avoid him. But if you have to, so just you can nod from you. Just you know, like sometimes you can nod with your head. It means hi. You don't have to talk, right? So that I would do that to avoid any awkwardness. But I would, unless he says hi, I would say hi, and then I would answer questions quite shortly. But the danger is not so much that for me. The danger is, like you said, what do you say? And what if you ignite the, you know, the flame? But I hope you don't because this guy doesn't deserve your love. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> so, but no desire to go back there. Okay, good, good. All right. So distance, silence, and nod. I love nodding. You know, it means hi without saying hi. It's perfect. I, that I've done. It takes away the awkwardness. It's I notice you here. You notice I'm there. We got nothing to say mm-hmm. to each other. We just nod. That's that. Good. Thank you. Thank you, Simon. All right, Sharon. Have a good night. Good luck to you. Thanks. You too. Coming up, we're going to go to Vicky's Instagram DM because her boyfriend and her have a little difficulty, to say the least, and need my help. So her DM is next. So listen to this. Vicky sent me a DM at Rendezvous Radio saying, Bonjour, Simon. All my boyfriend wants to do is to have ooh-la-la all the time. And I enjoy it, but it's too much. I want him to be happy, but I also want to be happy. So what do we do? Hmm. What do we do when one of us wants to ooh-la-la all the time and the other just half the time, per se? I have a solution. Next. Here's a dilemma from Vicky. Her boyfriend wants to ooh-la-la with her all the time. She enjoys it. But it's too much. She wants him to be happy. She also wants to be happy. She can't just do ulala. she says, all the time. So what is the compromise? When it comes to ulala, you feel it, you do it. You don't feel it, you don't do it. We don't ulala by mercy or by, oh, no. We ulala to connect, to enjoy, to be wild and savage. But that's my answer. It's not a matter of how many times. It's a matter of how you feel. And if you're incompatible and you feel it's too much, then it's not the right person for you. Just do what's good for you. That's my advice. You want it good. You don't want it. Don't do it. Plain and simple. Uh, You call the next. Bonjour, Melanie. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Melanie. What's going on? How can I help you? Well, I recently moved in with my boyfriend. I've been dating him a while. And I came home and he had... I, I don't know, accidentally left a piece of paper out. I'm sure he didn't want me to see that he hasn't been paying his child support in a couple of years. Oh. He has a child with someone else. We do not have one together. I don't have any kids, but should I be concerned? <laughs> I, I know that he well, makes plenty of money. I, I, mm-hmm. He has plenty to spend on me, So I and I saw the number. It wasn't that horrible. Okay, It's manageable. Uh, okay. Uh, before we get there, uh, Melanie, um did you know he had a child? Yes, I did know he had a child. Okay, that's good. Um, when it comes to this um, this situation, when you saw that he, had, he was not paying child support, how did that make you feel? Um, it made it scared me a little, like not taking care of your responsibilities. Like that's you know that's a commitment, and you're supposed to take care of that stuff. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Do you want kids with this man? Oh, no, we're not there yet. I'm I'm not even sure I want them at all, but I, I want to know that the option is available or, you know, if, if I'm wasting my time, I might change my mind later. You never know how that goes. Of course. 
Well, listen, uh, it's called a Freudian slip. It, he left it by mistake, but he subconsciously wanted you to see that, to see the side of him he's maybe not so proud of. So uh, now that you've seen it, you should talk about it because it's a value, right? So if you don't pay child support, you have no value, you, you know, you, for me at least. Which uh, is my, my if, concern, it's the character. Exactly. So I think it's, it's the time for great discussion. Uh, not pointing the finger at this stage, just listen, I saw this, what's happening? And then listen to his answer before you say anything else. And then you ask all the questions very, you know, the way we talk, you and I kind of, you know, softly but firm and no accusation, just questions. Um, right. And then you hear, because women have an intuition, your intuition will ring either green, he's telling you the truth, or red, he's lying or trying to manipulate you. And uh, for me, uh, if there is no ex good explanation of why you're not paying child support, it would be a reason to break up. So... Let's give him a chance to explain. Maybe there's an explanation. Maybe he's going to pay it all at once. I don't know. Let's give him a chance to explain. But somebody who's willing to go into their life as a parent and not paying any child support, I wouldn't want to date them. Agreed, agreed. So I, so, I think that's a good plan. I'm going to try that. Okay. All right. Well, good luck to you. Uh, thank you for calling and have a good night. Thank you so much. Coming up, we're going to go to Kara's voicemail because she met somebody online and she's nervous about the next step. Her voicemail is next. So, take a listen. Kara left me this voicemail. What's your assignment? Uh, my name is Kara. I met my partner online and we have been dating Bertini for about four months and we decided we're going to meet in person and I'm a little nervous about meeting him, not because of COVID or anything, but mostly because um, I'm just nervous that maybe I won't meet his expectations or we won't have the same spark if we meet in person or things will be awkward and uncomfortable. So um, I'm just hoping there was some advice you can share on how to make things natural and comfortable and make sure that we're the same in person as we are virtually. Um, looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Good question. I'll answer next. Have you ever been in, like, my last uh, voice, my Kara's shoes, you're nervous about meeting somebody for the first time in person? You, you've met online, you've talked, you've chat, you kind of know each other, but, you know, it is what it is. Until you meet face-to-face, -face, you don't really know if there's going to be the spark. Truth is, you know, who doesn't dare doesn't live. You take it easy, easy breezy, as my producer says. That's the idea, is that it's just at first meeting like anybody else. So... Uh, give yourself a pep talk if you've too before, but you know honestly, there's no expectation from online dating to having coffee or a drink. It's not like you know you're going to back for the rest of your life together uh, or not. It's just one drink. So that's my advice with a good sense of humor, you know. And if the universe wants you to be together, it will happen. If not, nothing bad will happen. You just have coffee or whatever you like to drink. That's my advice. Take it easy. Good luck, Kara. And thank you for your voicemail. Calls are next. Bonjour, Louise. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Louise. So I understand you have a romantic story to share with us. Please, what is that your significant other is doing for you? Yes, yeah, so my, my guy actually uh, sends me flowers every single week on Friday. Wow. And he's been doing that. Yeah. <laughs> He's been doing this for a year, ever since our first year anniversary. Um, after that date, every Friday he sends me flowers. And it, and it doesn't matter if, like, we've had a bad week or a good week or 
a fight or not a fight, they're always there. Listen, this is going to make a lot of my listeners envious. What kind of flowers are you getting every Friday? <laughs> um, he's, you know what? He's so sweet because he's very creative and he does something different. And it doesn't have to be really grandiose. Like, it's not the most expensive, you know, flowers, but sometimes it is. It's just, like, different every week. But it, it's just there. It's there without yeah. doubt, you know? And every Friday, how does that make you feel? Uh, it's a, one of the highlights of my week because I'll forget about it and then it'll happen and it'll just make me feel connected to him and like his love. It just reconnects me to him every week. It feels so good. Listen, that, for all the guys listening to you and to me tonight, please just listen to Louis' story. <laughs> <laughs> a flower yes. bouquet on every Friday or even every second Friday or even once a month will go a long way. Please listen to Louise. Thank you so much, Louise, for sharing that story and have a good night. Thank you, Simon. Hey, if you did not approve the person your friend was marrying, would you still go to the wedding? We'll talk about that next. If you did not approve the person your friend was marrying, would you still go to the wedding? That was my question on the, my social media at Rendezvous Radio. 81% of you voted, yes, I would go. If I did not approve the person my friend was marrying, 19% said no. And uh, I would go only if there's no abuse or bullying. Then I would, but obviously I would not otherwise. Uh, thank you so much for spending this late night with me. Merci beaucoup. Thank you very much. Et à demain. Bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.